0: Hello and welcome to ABB Decoded, the podcast that tries to press pause on our fast-moving lives and to make sense of the technology and trends that are shaping our world. I'm your host, Anthony Rowlinson, and if you can hear a little background noise, that's because we're recording this episode on the waterfront near Helsinki in Finland, where we've come to meet Yenne Pohjolanen, who's product manager for ABB Dynafin. Dynafin is a revolutionary new marine propulsion system currently being developed by ABB Marine and Port, and it promises dramatic gains in efficiency and vessel manoeuvrability, among other benefits. It takes its inspiration from the body movement of whales, but is also an extremely complex system of mechanical engineering and automated control. So let's hear more about how ABB Dynafin works, and how it is already inspiring new concepts in marine design.
1: My name is Janne Bohilainen, and I'm working as the global product line manager for the ABB Dynafin
0: propulsion systems. Fantastic. So we're here in Helsinki on the waterfront, uh, a perfect place to talk about a marine product. Could you explain to us in broad terms what Dynafin is and perhaps why it's such a revolutionary product idea?
1: Sure. So ABB Dynafin, it is a propulsion system. Meant to move ships, boats in the water, but in contrast to traditional propulsion systems, which dominantly are using screw propellers, I guess you you well know that the typical screw propeller is a propeller rotating under the ship. Uh, kind of in a horizontal position, and then moving water and moving the boat. But in this case, uh, it's quite different what we are talking about with ABB Dynafin. So in ABB Dynafin, we have this uh, uh, big disc, big wheel, which is aligned with the ship's bottom, and then we have a number of vertical blades coming out of this wheel, and then we are rotating the big disc, and then these individual blades are Controlled by control system and uh, motors, and they are creating the thrust, which is then moving the ship. And the, really, the point, the radical part of the of the stuff here is that by doing it, doing doing it in this different manner, we are creating totally another level of propulsion efficiency. So it's it's, it's about radical efficiency gains, uh, reducing emissions, but also providing really accurate uh, control of the ship. So the maneuvering, uh, agility and accuracy is is great with this solution. And as a bonus feature, we are also able to provide good comfort levels to the ship operators, but also aiming to have really low underwater noise levels. So it's kind of a package of, uh, I would say, another level of features in comparison to the traditional uh, screw pr- propeller propulsion
0: it sounds fascinating and if i understand correctly you've looked very much to the past even to to nature and the evolution of whales to actually develop this system so could you explain how that works
1: yeah i guess if if we take it the bit in a broader terms, nature typically is pretty smart in in producing, uh, creating efficient and smart solutions. So I think uh, uh, as as a similar similar case, I think uh, the aviation industry has already for some time uh, looked at uh, how, how birds are flying, what kind of wing structures do they have, and there has been some bio mimicking going on in there and then we are kind of moving on the same avenue here but now in underwater and in the marine propulsion so our inspiration is coming from the whale fish movement how the whale tail is is used as a propulsion i guess it's commonly known that that whale tail or let's say whale type of propulsion is really the peak in the propulsion efficiency and then, then the question has been already for quite a long time that uh, is it possible can you somehow uh, mimic or or, uh, let's say make that happen in a mechanical world by, by, by human and engineering activity and that's that's kind of the avenue we are on so to take the whale tail movement and then make it happen with with mechanics and control automation
0: And how is it that ABB has been able to to move early in in this sector and with this idea? That's that's a good
1: question because people in the industry quite well know that it's not kind of a brand new idea as such. I mean, the idea of this kind of whale tail, fish tail movement has been around for actually tens of years. There's a lot of theory about the, the the type of propulsion, but the tricky part here is that it's not that simple to make it happen in in real life. So actually you have to combine a number of different uh, uh, competencies and and disciplines to to, to make it happen in in, in real life. So to to name a few, it is really deep end knowledge of hydrodynamics, what's really happening when you move these kind of foils in the water. that's not enough. You have to be able to uh, g- conceive certain mechanical structures uh, which are g- 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 good for operation of tens of years. But then I think the most interesting part here is really the, the automation and control side. So how to really control this kind of complex uh, biomimicking uh, trajectories. and to your original question, ABB is kind of a unique company in a way, and especially ABB, uh, Marine and Ports. We are actually working on all these disciplines uh, uh, already with our existing products. So we have really uh, hardcore hydrodynamics uh, specialists in our team, we are used to make complex uh, mechanical engineering structures like our current ACIPOD propulsion units. And then when it comes to the motion control automation, ABB is is a big powerhouse of that kind of engineering. We, we We are on the frequency converters, motion control robotics. That is actually our heritage, which we are bringing in also into this product. So if, if you consider the industry, it's not such a common place that, that you have all these technologies and
0: competencies within one house. And you mentioned Azipod, which is already, uh, as we know, a very well established ABB marine propulsion system. But where is Dynafin in terms of its product evolution? How far are we away from seeing it uh, being tested in the field?
1: Yeah, so we we, we are moving. Towards the let's say full-scale units, as, as we speak. But what 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 is the current situation is is that uh, we are relying heavily on the CFD, that's computational fluid dynamics. So it's it's more or less kind of simulation work. But not only that, we also have. Uh, model scale, real physical units, which, which have been tested in this kind of test facilities, model basins, uh, uh, tank testing, how it's called in, in, in the industry. And also, actually, in, in real life, uh, in, in an environment like this, just actually last week, we were again conducting some of what we call lake trials. So we have this, uh, let's say, 7 meter long ship, uh, and then model scale Dynafin units, two of them installed in the ship and then we are doing the maneuvering tests, uh, uh, testing the control software and, and th- that's that's real stuff. The only difference being at the moment that uh, it's now this size and not not that size, what it will be then in the, in the re- real use
0: cases. It must be very exciting when you start seeing a product evolve like that. So. So how do you see its intended use? Where do you see ABB Dynafin being best used?
1: Yeah, maybe I would say there's a couple of ways to describe that. What are the use cases? Maybe one practical way to talk about it is is kind of the vessel types, the ship types that we are aiming at, at least at the first phase. So uh, we are really interested in in providing this to uh, ferries. Uh, This kind of short distance shipping where we are having really high operating hours and also we are moving the ships close to the, let's say, population kind of in this kind of congested areas close to the city centers where of course the emissions are of really high importance. Then on the wind industry, energy industry, there's a lot of vessel needs like SOVs, service operation vessels, CSOVs, that kind of energy segment vessels. Then there's a lot of interest in the small cruise industry, this kind of a yeah, smaller size cruise vessels, uh, of course, of course, I would say that that yachting industry, which is typically looking for the latest and uh, coolest technologies, there's also a lot of interest for that one. Uh, so I would say, from the vessel type perspective, these are the key key uh, segments at the moment. Maybe from the Size perspective to 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 get an idea. So we talk about now initially that our unit sizes are between one and four megawatt propulsion power per unit. So that that means that if we have anything from two to four units per ship, then then it can be something with two and sixteen megawatts. Propulsion power, which translate that for sure, we start with smaller boats, small and small, but but less than 100 meters. Uh, of course, they are not small boats anymore. I have a, well, a five meter boat at my summer house, but but it is a little bit different size already. The smallest ones, but then the b- bigger ones, I think, are somewhere between 100 and 200 meters. So they are really ocean-going vessels, ships already. So it's it's quite a let's say
0: white market we are aiming at. The Dynafin unit itself looks very revolutionary. It doesn't look like any conventional ship propulsion system, but could the use of Dynafin actually lead to changes in ship design or even revolutions in ship design? There
1: is clear indications of that, that this is really inspiring uh, the ship designers kind of beyond the current thinking uh, Maybe some examples to, to be mentioned is that there's really serious thinking at the moment to talk about, for example, uh, sail or wind assistance. And uh, the Dynafin propulsion has certain uh, key features uh, which which support that kind of thinking really nicely. And, and we, we have this kind of discussions that hmm, what could be the combination of a big sails and then Dynafin so that we, we would really kind of break the break the current rules and thinking together.
0: So that's almost like a, a back to the future approach, because we're, we're all aware of, you know, beautiful sail ships from the past, but you're, you're talking about something that's inspired by a whale tail and, and wind technology that could perhaps be the future of some ship design.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and I think it also brings another topic on the table that uh, if we would have been kind of thinking like this, maybe 10 years ago, even less. I mean, when the awareness of of the emission avoidance or in energy uh, market would have been different, then I would say that the timing would not have been right. But I I think considering now the targets we are having to reduce the emissions and really take care of the greenhouse gas, let's say, challenges, there's there's a totally different kind of demand and for that kind of well, new, even revolutionary technologies. So it's, it's, it's not just the technology itself, but there has to be
0: the need, the de- demand for it on the marketplace. You mentioned the efficiency gains of ABB Dynafin. Is, is that something that's really framed the thinking for the whole product?
1: Yeah, I would say that that's that's the hardest core of the product, so it's the efficiency gain, the efficiency delta against the normal propulsion systems. So maybe to to put it in in figures, so if you take a current good propulsion system utilizing screw propellers, in the industry we talk about so-called open water efficiency, so that is typically between 60 and 70 percent, kind of the, the how much we can translate from the mechanical power provided to the kind of propeller, to, the, to really moving the ship. Uh, so from 60 to 70, 70 is already a really good uh, achievement in this kind of uh, vessel or ship sizes. Uh, And with the Dynafin, we are aiming at that, let's say, propulsion efficiency is up to 85%. So there's a huge, huge delta there. So I would say that is the most important differentiator here and then value proposal we have uh, uh, to, to provide to the customers. But as I mentioned earlier, it's not only that, but it is also then the combination really quick reaction time, so, so to, to be able to maneuver very accurately in demanding sea conditions and also then the potential to to reduce the noise levels also, which is kind of two-way two, two avenue there, so that it's, it's interesting for the passengers uh, and crew on board the vessel, but there's also increasing uh, Awareness that also the underwater noise noise is quite important topic for the, let's say sea life, sea mammals. So there's for a good reason, a lot of concern so that what, what, what are we causing to to the creatures below the surface when we are creating noise with with the ships moving, moving about.
0: Could you expand on that a little bit? This, this, um, this point about uh, marine noise pollution, which is, it seems to be like an emerging concern among many environmental concerns that we have at the moment. But that seems to be one that is going up the agenda.
1: Yeah, yeah. And. Actually, I would say that ABB Marine and Ports has been really one of the four runners on the agenda for a long time already. So, it's not, uh, we didn't start the topic with ABB Dynafin. So, that, that has been and is a really core topic already with ABB Asipod propulsion systems, where we are really able to, to create benefit for the ship, ship owners and operators and for the sea life. As, as we are able to fulfill even the strictest uh, uh, emission uh, guidelines r- regulations by the classification societies so it's 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 a it's a let's say I would say long-term interest for ABB Ma- marine and ports to, to to work work on the underwater noise emissions and um, going
0: back to the Conventional emissions, sort of uh, fuel emissions and g- gas emissions and pollution. Where do, where does uh, Dynafin sit within that? What sort of uh, gains could you potentially see with a with a fully kitted out commercial vessel fitted with ABB Dynafin? What, what are your projections in that area?
1: Well, simply put, uh, if we kind of make the comparison uh, between sixty to seventy percent propulsion efficiency versus up to eighty five, so then then we easily talk about twenty percent reduction in used energy, and of course the the energy you never used is the best way to also avoid emissions. So there's kind of a really direct link to to avoiding emissions with this kind of technology. But then of course there is the second layer of the topic that uh, it's not just the direct emissions you are talking about, but if you can cope with, let's say, 20% less installed power, then actually you can smaller main engines you have less fuel tanks you have less installed equipment on the on the uh, vessel and of course that all kind of piles up to let's say total uh, cost of ownership or, or, or total let's say carbon footprint of, of the equipment manufactured for that kind of vessel so it, it has kind of this immediate fuel saving side but it has this kind of a positive spiral. Uh, for for avoiding installed power and installed equipment.
0: Yeah, you, you mentioned earlier that uh, one of the benefits of ABB Dynafin is is the quick reaction time that uh, a ship operator would would notice in in the actual use of the product and its thrust characteristics. Could you explain that? How that what that really means?
1: Yeah, uh, so kind of where that is coming from is is the fact that uh, we are really actively able to control the movement of each blade during each revolution of the unit. So it's not a static propeller like the traditional ones, but we are really kind of able to track and control each of the blades during each each revolution in in real time. And then what it means for for the operator is is that we are really able to change the direction of the thrust and also the magnitude of the thrust in, in really small amount of time. So roughly in one second, we, we can change the thrust direction and amount uh, from let's say zero to 100, plus minus 360 degrees. And then as a as practical example, we have this uh, wind energy sector, wind turbine, uh, uh, offshore wind park service vessels. And then one of the one of the bi- bi- biggest values, or let's say needs they have that they, they want to go to the windmill in, in as, let's say, demanding weather conditions as possible. And of course, then it, the better accuracy of the trust uh, control you have in the vessel, then you can expand the weather operating window uh, uh, of the vessel. And of course, then from the monetary perspective, if you can operate, in more demanding conditions, then you can use the same asset in more days uh, in, in, in a year, which then translates into to more, more days in higher, and that, that way is kind of a direct value to the, to the
0: operator. So f- from if I understand correctly what you're saying, would a Dynafin unit or multiple Dynafin units enable a boat almost to turn on its own axis, like almost a pirouette kind of movement?
1: Yeah, it is the the, the beauty of the Dynafit type of propulsion is that that typically if you have this kind of uh, normal thrusters that you have to mechanically rotate the whole thruster, Uh, let's say. if, If you want to change the thrust direction 90 degrees, then you have to rotate it. And they are big, heavy equipment, so it takes some time to do the rotation, but here you actually don't have to ro- rotate the whole unit at all, because it is rotating already uh, as we go, but then you just make a decision that how do you move the blades, which you do anyhow, and then if you kind of control the blades a bit differently, then the thrust direction changes kind of almost instantly, so let's say as a working number in one second, which, which is a totally different approach to the thrust controlling.
0: It sounds like uh, a beautifully simple idea, but with some very complex engineering behind it. Is that fair to say? I think that's that's fair to say, and may, I think
1: that also relates to your earlier question that wh- why is ABB now the first to move with th- this kind of a product and innovation? And I would say that, uh, yeah, it is not an easy task uh, to, to, to make it realize, and it needs kind i would say kind of a unique combination of different different competencies so so there's fairly complex co- control engineering on the background uh, which then we we
0: happen to po- possess in in, in in our company for, for 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 a long time and does has has Dynafin development to the, to the current stage benefited from much of the knowledge that you've already gained with ABB Azipod or are they completely separate projects?
1: No, I think there's a there's really heavy link between the, let's say, uh, Azipod world and, and Dynafin. I mean, especially when it comes to the hydrodynamic uh, uh, studies, I mean, we have been investing a lot for, for, for that for the past 30 years. So we have a lot of in-house, let's say. Competences and capabilities on that uh, that one, and then of course without that you you really cannot move move on this kind of field. But then when when it comes to the uh, control side, then then I think we are really pulling in a lot of uh, competencies from our advanced motion control businesses, uh, robotics for for that kind of businesses where we have been doing this kind of accurate uh, real-time motion controlling also for decades. So kind of we are mer- merging these kind of technologies together and maybe, maybe I could say that the beauty of this this technology is that kind of the core technologies which we are combining they are really mature technologies I mean there's it's not a kind of a rocket science at the moment to say that that you have an accurate motion controlled uh, high torque motor with frequency converter uh, or we have a lot of knowledge on, on uh, seal systems from the aspot so how, how do you keep water and uh, water in the right place let's put it that way uh, so kind of the core technologies are really mature but but the unique thing here is that that we are combining this kind of mature technologies in a I would say quite innovative way and that that's kind of giving it really the, the edge of, of the innovation
0: and, and if you're being optimistic how long do you think it will be before we might see a, a fully dynafin equipped vessel taking to the seas because there will be a first first ship absolutely and that is of course the, the exciting day when we really
1: then, then, then uh, are there and we have a lot of discussion with the customers at the moment and of course that is one of the first questions that okay guys this is great when when can we have it and then at the moment we are aiming to, to have the first pilot deliveries in, in 2026 in that time frame so, so let's say the, uh, kind of full-size equipment should be kind of uh, coming into realization already in 25. And then when we talk about the deliveries to the shipyards and then first pilot installation that that we are aiming at the 26 in that time frame.
0: So it's almost within touching
1: distance. It is pretty close. Yeah, yeah. And then of course, we want to keep the ambition level high because of course we want to move move as fast as possible and then, then prove it in re- real life and really get the first-hand practical experience fr- from the unit. Because I think that that is the key to to really start conquering
0: the the market uh, and expanding the deliveries. So hopefully the next time we we do an interview like this, maybe we'll be sitting on the deck of the first Dynafin equipped uh, vessel to take to the seas.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think that that,
0: that's the latest point, I would
1: say, that we have to be (laughs) here together, but I think there might be some interesting milestones
0: available even in between. Yeah. Okay, Yanni. thank you very much. It's been a fascinating chat. We'll conclude it for now. And uh, I look forward to our next discussion.
1: Hey, thanks for the opportunity to talk about a really exciting and interesting topic. Thanks.
0: And that's all for this aquatic episode of ABB Decoded. If you've enjoyed it, why not like, share and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can find out more about Dynafin on abb.com, where you'll also find a host of information about one of the world's leading technology companies. Until next time.